0: What's going on? This is the Man of the Hour, Leo Rush, and you are now listening to Matt Madness Podcast.
1: They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this
2: madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery Jr., and with me this week are my very good friends, Act Two Fly, Eric Trembicki. What up? Not much. What's up with you? Oh, you know. Just
1: <laughs> mil- milking the clock while I make a sandwich.
2: <laughs> some of us do. Not everyone does, but some of us do. And I'm also here with my good friend, Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Um, Live from the dirty day. <laughs> <ew>. uh, yeah. <laughs> this is our WrestleMania preview episode. Um. So quick, quick, quick segue for
1: the uh-huh, listeners at home. Sure. They're
2: curious. Uh-huh. Is
0: this
1: a
2: two-part episode? It is not. <laughs> we are not well, the, doing a two-part episode.
0: Well, there's more people in attendance here than will be on the weekend.
2: That is true. Two shows, both days of the weekend. We have more attendance here right now. We have more attendance in each of our individual homes than they will have at. Uh...
0: Well, I do enjoy that WWE. They're making fun of themselves about it. I don't know if you've seen the WrestleMania shirts that say "I wasn't there."
2: I did see that. I think X, actually make
0: a joke I think about X that. sent
2: me the uh, the picture of it, like right, maybe right when it released. Um, but yeah, so the coronavirus obviously has caused massive changes across the world. You know, in this country, all over the globe, we have professional sports leagues shutting down their seasons, possibly going to have to cancel seasons. We have a lot of people who are able-bodied and working who are now out of work because their places of employment are not allowed to be open. Um, It's crazy. Never thought I'd live through anything like this. It's very bizarre. And obviously, I bring this up because, one, I hope everyone out there is safe and healthy um, and corona-free. I hope your families are, too. Uh, but this caused massive changes for WWE. We just kind of mentioned they have to do WrestleMania in front of no audience in the Performance Center. Um, over two days this weekend. Uh, feels very strange. Even as someone who has not watched anything, could not care any less. I'm like, this is really fucking weird. It is like, weird. I, yes. I, I don't even really know what to, what to think of it. And I I can almost guarantee you I'm not going to watch. But I am, like, somewhat intrigued as to see, like, what the hell does their biggest show of the year look like with no fans in the Performance Center? Like, I was in the Performance Center a few years ago. It is not a big building at all. It's strange to, to picture that. So, like, what are you guys thinking about this? Like, right now, we're a couple of days away from it. What are you guys thinking about this whole situation?
1: I, I got mixed feelings where, like kind of like you like i'm excited to be uh, i'm excited to see how different the show can be i'm i'm trying to be optimistic like that uh i mean the whole thing of 4 years ago wrestlemania having over 100,000 people in attendance and then them having none um it's eerie times it's different times um there are very few matches i'm looking extremely forward to and then there's just some stuff on the card that is genuinely just kind of irked me, like pissed me off. There's some stuff that is just half ass thrown together and is very annoying. and that kind of is making me annoyed about spending my weekend consuming this. but at the same time, in another optimistic way, I like that it is a two part. It's a two- part thing for the weekend because if it's gonna be divided, hopefully it's in a consumable fashion of, three, three-and-a-half hours rather than one nine-hour night. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to be optimistic for it. So it's, it's going to be different. I, I wonder, do we get a special stage? Are they going to use what they've been using at the Performance Center for Raw and SmackDown?
2: Right. It like, is, is it going to be just like the no-frills show for WrestleMania, or do they, like, dress it up?
1: It'd be dope if they dressed it up, did like the Madison Square Garden WrestleMania 10 stage. My bestie would pop for that. He
2: he loves that MSG aisle stage. That would be great. And Alo, what about you? Like where, where is your head at leading into this very unique, very different, uh His very head's in a wave down cat. WrestleMania? That's it is in a wave cat. What about you know, on the inside ma- of that head?
0: <laughs> well, I gotta maintain this for as long as I can. You know? <laughs> but uh yeah. It is definitely strange, um, but I do feel that the marquee matches have not suffered from this at all. I do feel that the undercard, which is real convoluted in my opinion and, and thrown together, those matches have suffered from this pandemic as well with everything being shut down. For example, the SmackDown Women's title match, um, the tag, SmackDown tag team titles, um, and et cetera, down from there. But, it de- it definitely is going to be different, and I do appreciate them having at least two matches that are going to be kind of like an all location, in the um the boneyard match and the firefly funhouse match. So I, I I get I'm gonna give WWE a lot of credit for this because they didn't have to do it, but right? but they but the show must go on with them and I, the way they promoted it because one thing like WWE like they could have really phoned it in here, but like the whole tagline of it's too big for one night. Now I'm with Eric. I do agree that I do like it being two nights, but I, I don't know if they can get. I don't know how much it'll cost for them to get two two nights at the at our football stadium because Japan they did theirs two nights last year, but they always have it at Tokyo Dome anyway. So I don't think that's a thing WWE actually do in the near future because it'll cost them more money in the long run. But I'm actually interested to see what they what they're going to do, and I do believe that I do believe that. The outcomes may be – some of the outcomes that WWE does, I think they're going to kind of – they can get away with it because there is no audience. So even though they there's reportedly they shot two different endings to to most of the matches, but I do believe that some of the things that WWE wants to do, they'll do in their favor because there will be no reaction to it from a crowd. And we'll get to that when we kind of break down the card as well.
2: Yeah, I guess my feeling on it is one – as someone, I think I'm. I think I, I admitted this on the show last week. If not, um, I apologize. But when the, when I first started hearing about the whole coronavirus thing, when it was still, you know, going through Asia and whatever, and maybe it was starting to get into Europe, my feeling was like they're treating this the way they treat snow on the news. Like they make this huge deal about it. Everybody runs out and buys up all their groceries, and we get like a half inch of snow and and nobody's got to stay home from work, maybe kids going to school two hours later or whatever, and no big deal. That's kind of what my feeling was. Like, it's going to be no big deal. And now here we are. And I was thinking this, like, probably three and a half, four weeks ago. And now here we are, and it's like the whole world has changed. Uh, And who knows when it's going to change back. Who knows if it's even ever going to change all the way back. Um, And I take it serious to the point where I think, like, staying inside is an important thing to do like not in case you might have this virus and don't know it yet like you shouldn't take the risk of passing it on to other people putting people who are at risk in jeopardy um i think we should be like responsible about like the reasons why we go out of our houses like so part of me doesn't like the fact that they are making their talent work through this i know they're taking precautions But it's like, you already know that some people in the company have this thing. So, even though those people have been sent home, I feel like they probably shouldn't have to be working at this time. But then there's the other side of the coin. Um, And obviously you guys know I will never hesitate to take a shit on on WWE. Or really, anybody or anything at this point. Nothing's really off limits, but uh, me and Aaron are waiting. Aren't you <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually love you guys too much. For you'd have to really do something fucked up for that to happen. Yeah. I
0: mean. <laughs> I'm waiting for Pastor drop. I'm waiting for drop an n bomb on me.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh be, before I move oh on, my before, God. Before, <laughs> before, before, with the ER, <laughs> with the ER. Wow, you think I'm gonna go full WCW with it? Yes wow oh my god i'm about to grow my hair back out (laughs) before we move on from that you just reminded me of something uh so i spoke to prep earlier um and he was telling me that they weren't recording um your boy elroy today they're waiting um But I was talking about how I've been, like, going out for walks in the afternoon, and there's, like, a lot of people. And I mentioned at the grocery store, I almost snapped because someone came up behind me in line, like, way too close. And I turned around, like, pissed off. Were you in there with gloves and a mask? No, I didn't do all that. Um, But this guy was way too close. I turned around, pissed off, and he immediately, like, backed up. And... Prep was laughing. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm getting kind of crazy. Like, I'm walking through the neighborhood, and there's a lot of people out in the afternoon. And I'm getting to the point where, like, if I'm walking, and somebody's, like, walking on the sidewalk with me, I'm crossing the street. And I said it, like, I was walking towards people, I crossed the street, and Prep's first response was, they weren't black, were they? I'm like, no. It would ruin my whole brand if I crossed the street. <laughs> if black people, I would, I would rather catch the coronavirus than make any black person think I crossed the street because of them.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I feel Yo, like I'd I'll, be such I'll a fraud. The white folks in Westchester right now, when we are, uh, it doesn't matter if I'm walking through the park with Valentina, if I'm going on a jog. If I'm walking up to pick up some takeout, if you are on the same street and people are getting close, people are beelining.
2: Oh, yeah. There's definitely people that are are taking it, like, more seriously than others, and then there are people that are taking it, like, to, like, the serious extremes. Like, I saw one woman with, like, a a blanket inside of her shopping cart, and it, it... it's like, okay, lady, like we get it. She was wearing like the plastic face shield, like she was like a hockey goalie. Oh, um, my my stepmom made me a fabric uh mask. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have it on you? It's in the car. Ah, I was gonna say at some point in the show, doesn't have to be right now, I was gonna ask for you to just like pop out and next, pop back in with it on. But I'm not gonna next ask week, you to go outside.
1: Next week I definitely will. <laughs> I um it's funny you say um so this is you know she's the uh, the italian one and my dad me and my dad went to the gun range the other day and um you know my my dad every time we get to the gun range he's like extremely extremely like by the rules this and that so i i say to him, we get we we uh take separate cars due to this virus we get there i, I get out of my car i'm like don't worry I'm about to put on my, my headset. I got my glasses, blah, blah, blah. So I throw my glasses on, throw the head wraps. And he comes walking over. He's like, all right. He's like, I'm going to – he's like, I got to go use the bathroom. But he comes over and he, he hands me this mask. And I'm like, oh, man. He, he's like – I'm serious. We're outside at the range. and I'm like, I'm about to have to wear this mask. And I'm like, whatever. I'm not going back and forth with him. Like, you know, he's – more receptacle to the, or, you know, more likely to get this thing. So I go, I throw the, I throw the mask on. He comes out the, the porter potty. And he's like, what the hell are you <laughs> doing with that thing on? I'm like, what'd you give it to me for? He's like, oh, he's like, I was just told to give you one. I didn't think you'd wear it right now. I'm like, oh, I thought you were, this was a demand.
2: <laughs> I thought you were demanding me to wear it right now. <laughs> 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 um... So, yeah, to get back to my, my original point, though, although I'm glad I found a reason to tell that that story from earlier, and I'm glad that led to that story, um, the other side of the coin is I know some people have to work, ALO, you being one of them. So I know not A-Lo everybody is stuck in their houses 24 hours a day, but a lot of people are. I think most people are at this point. And people are starting to crack a little bit. I feel like people are <laughs> losing their minds a little bit. I think I'm one of them. Um, but people need entertainment. And while part of me disagrees wholeheartedly with going forward with this event, you know, all the fans who bought tickets, you know, aren't able to go see it. All the fans who had scheduled trips from around the world to descend on Tampa, Florida can't be there. But you're going on with this show anyway in spite of that. Uh, but there's still, I think there is value in... People need something to occupy their time. People need something to to keep their mind from from wandering or going crazy. And if they're willing to provide two nights of entertainment, I do think there is some level of goodness there that I would not always give them credit for. And I saw Triple H interviewed by Ariel Helwani today, and he was kind of talking about the same thing. Like our fans have been there for us, like for years and years and years. And this is our turn to be there for them. Like when they need something to distract them, uh, like we want to be able to provide that for them. It may not be the show they want. It may not be the show they deserve. But we're going to give them the best show that we can. Go ahead, Alo. Yeah,
0: he uh, he was on. He did his ESPN rounds yesterday, and I tell you, he is PR one hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> he there, he there's, is.
2: There's a lot he of is, him that but. I see through, but. I do believe, like, despite any negatives we could all say about him, and I know even you, Alo, could probably think of some negatives you could say about Paul Levesque. Oh, yeah. But I do believe that guy, you know, loves pro wrestling, has a passion for pro wrestling, this business. I believe, like, in his heart, like, he loves it more than anything besides his wife and his kids. And I think he's trying to do the best he can in this situation. And, like, whether I agree with it or not have to respect somebody whose heart, I think, is in the right place.
1: Pash, there's only – we will not know until Saturday and or Sunday if he's doing the best he can. There's only one thing he can do to prove he's doing the best he can, and that is going to be if he puts the headset on <laughs> and commentates for yes. both nights. If he doesn't commentate, <laughs> he is – everything bad Scott Steiner has ever said about him. He is everything bad that Phil Brooks has ever said about him. He is everything bad that Joseph Lafferty has ever said about him. <laughs> and yeah, he's he, had uh, quite
2: I, a few bad things to say about him.
1: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I'm just saying, he – I'm telling you, is um, I, I didn't get to watch all of Dynamite tonight, but Cody was on commentary – and, I, you know, they, they right now the Wednesday Night Wars, there's always the Cody Triple H thing. And I thought it was great last week with Cody going on commentary. I was like, wow, what a nice playback to, you know, first week Triple H to commentary. And then you get Cody. And it was kind of, you know, for face value, there was a lot of similarities and stuff. But then you get Cody a second week in a row out there doing commentary. If Triple H can go out there in WrestleMania and do commentary, it, it could steal the show.
2: Well, I'm obviously in no position to, like, make a prediction as to, like, whether he will do it or not. Um,
1: I know you didn't watch the show, but did you at least catch any of the highlights from the SmackDown that he did commentary?
2: Like, very little. There were a couple times I, like, clicked on a clip, and I know he made a couple of his, uh, like, DX-worthy jokes, you know, while he was on commentary. You know he loves to do that. He loves the (laughs) uh, sophomoric humor. Yeah, and that's what I need. I mean, look. I'm sure he's aware. Re- we-
1: WrestleMania is, to me, it's a day to drink, and I think <laughs> to most Americans it is. So
0: WrestleMania right. is every day for you. <laughs> <laughs> every yeah. day is
1: WrestleMania. It's on
0: the network every day, isn't it? <laughs> but,
1: but with for him, I mean, like for for fans, that sophomoric humor is going to be something that'll. P- You know, it's going to pop the viewers.
2: Right. So, like, me being in no position, like, having not watched, I I can't make, like, an educated guess as to what he's going to do. But the one thing I know, all three of us know, everyone who's listening to this right now, whenever you're listening to it, we all know that he's aware that people have spoken positively about this on social media. We know that the company is aware of the positive response that it got. So I wouldn't be surprised if they put him on commentary, at least for a couple matches because of the positive response that it got. And they'll want to do things that will make people happy, make people talk positively on social media. So I would be shocked if he didn't pop up for at least one or two matches on commentary.
1: I'm specifically saying it here so Brian Gerard does the right thing. <laughs> Tell your boy. Go directly
2: up. to the source with the Matt Madness wrestling podcast. Um, But, yeah, I have to, like I said, I could say a lot of bad things about him, and even if he is all of those bad things that Punk said about him, that Big Papa Pump said about him, that Joe Lafferty said about him, I still think, like, regardless of if he is every one of those things, I believe in this instance, whether he's doing the right thing or wrong thing, in my opinion, I think his heart is in the right place, and I have to give him credit for that. Um, 30 years ago today was Hogan versus Warrior. Uh, one of the days, you know, one of many days throughout my childhood when my childhood kind of died. Um, <laughs> I know we we probably have a little bit of a special affinity for this match because we did a really good throwback madness about this WrestleMania. Um, like Alo and Ek, I don't know if either one of you had ever watched that WrestleMania before we, we reviewed it for throwback, but I'm sure you have a, a special affinity for it now that we've watched it.
1: I, I actually, it's
2: funny because... Or you weren't I, on that I, episode, were you? It was, uh, I know Prep no, was on it, Joey was I on think it. I, was. I yeah, don't think I
0: was. It was think I Prep and Joey.
2: I know,
1: I right, so if I can't claim that, I know for a fact I can think of, and I'm sure there was at least a third time, but for a fact I know two specific times I watched that match. I watched that match when my brothers rented it on VHS from Blockbuster.
2: <laughs> And I remember because my dad... I love that we got a VHS reference and a Blockbuster reference.
1: There was no chance in hell at my dad's house he was letting anyone buy a pay-per-view. So (laughs) my brothers were able to rent one, and we watched that on VHS in the basement. And I remember it. And I remember my dad coming down the stairs and crapping on it. (laughs) Fast forward years later, I remember roughly six years ago on Christmas my brother YouTubing Hogan versus Hogan versus Ho, uh, Hogan versus warrior, the mania match. And we watched that in on Christmas day at my dad, ironically at my dad's house in this like small middle room on the computer. And I remember like going through it, like my brother being like enamored, like still like, and he's like, he's saying how like bad the selling is when he's still <laughs> looking back at it, like how he remembered it back then. And I'm, like, watching, and I'm like, it's amazing you're entertained by this and you don't watch wrestling now because this
2: stuff would blow you away. <laughs> yeah, but 30 years ago today, older than both of you. True, 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 and, true. And I was 10. And C.K. Joe was, I believe, 8 or 9. I think he was 9. I think, so if it was April of 90 yeah, I was about to turn eleven, and Joey was was nine. Um, but yeah, crazy, crazy one that that much time has passed since that match. Crazy was going on in the world. Also crazy was going on with WrestleMania. And there are talks of WWE possibly having to go on a hiatus because of the stay at home order that has now finally taken place in the state of Florida. I don't know if it's for sure. But there are definitely talks that I, re- I read this anyway, and I don't know if anyone has seen anything no, likewise. Right. But uh, so then what happens? They just stop,
0: <laughs> well, stop Raw, being on TV? Well, Raw is already – the Raw after Mania is already taped. And what what's being said is if the stay-at-home order is still, in, is still intact, then they're not going to air everything from – the raw of the mania, they'll just kind of like spread it out
2: bleed it out a little bit at a time to try to fill yeah. the the time that they're not allowed okay that'll be crazy and you know what one thing i hope is that maybe this gives them the idea of like an off season wouldn't be the worst thing in the world like maybe wrestlemania they love in september to call that one raw the season premiere maybe wrestlemania should be the season finale and it
0: well, I, well, that's how it kind of technically is in like wrestling terminology.
2: It is, but then it starts the next night again. They like I feel like <laughs> they need a break. Uh, but that's a, that's a conversation for another day. Um, so Saturday, could, would you consider Saturday the undercard?
0: Well, I or think not most necessarily. Of the, I, think, uh, I think so. I, What's the marquee matches on the first night so, again? So timeout.
1: I don't know if I misread it. I, I, I um, Aaron sent the screenshots. Is it just me, or is Saturday Raw's card and Tuesday or Sunday is SmackDown with,
0: or I'm or is it vice versa? No, it, it's hold up.
2: Are they no, brand specific? It's no, not it's brand not brand specific. specific. It's not okay. So the matches, at least is the best that we know to this point, from what the, the screenshots ALO sent earlier, we have the the Universal Championship match. We have the Raw Women's Championship match. We have the Firefly Funhouse match and Owens versus Rollins on Saturday. And then the other 12 matches are on Sunday.
1: I do have to say this as a disclaimer up front. I'm looking forward. Let's dive into it. Let's start previewing. But I do hope a sick part of me hopes we are completely wrong about what what matches are on for what day. Um... You know, with the word that they're doing, they're recording multiple finishes to the match so everything's not spoiled and, you know, completely given away. I would love that to be the case just because, you know, 365 days a year, wrestling gets spoiled for me. And I would look forward to, you know, an odd time of the year, the most popular time of the year. This is a random time. We're not getting nonstop spoilers. We're getting this lackluster card. At least swerve us somehow.
2: Yeah, and I like the fact that this was taped days ago, and we had, we really don't know the results yet. Like, I haven't seen a result posted yet. I don't know if either of you have, but...
0: Well, there was a... Now, it's not a credible source, but it's the, it's the only spoiler that I saw. And it was a wiki. But that's not really much of a credible source.
2: Right. Yeah, so I, I would I would say at this point we're gonna go into Saturday and Sunday, like not not knowing what's gonna happen. You might have your normal, like, obviously based on watching wrestling for twenty-five or thirty years. We know this is gonna happen in this match, but we haven't been told what's gonna happen. So I think that's good that we don't know for sure. Uh so the first match I'll mention is the Universal Championship match. William Goldberg against what I assume is still a mystery opponent. Um has it been announced, and is it going to be Braun Strowman?
0: <laughs> to my that's knowledge, right.
2: it has not been announced.
0: Yeah, it hasn't, but that's the rumor. And what I said about the wiki, the results that I saw, that it was the only thing I ever saw, they went back to the, to, to the current champions.
2: So, okay, well, that that I guess makes sense. So, one, it's a shame that Roman Reigns is not involved in this match because clearly this was going to be, like, the the first coronation for him since he's been back from his battle with leukemia. Had to back out because, obviously, as a survivor of leukemia, he has a compromised immune system and doesn't want to risk catching uh, the coronavirus. Sucks for him. I think it sucks for his fans. Sucks for, like, whoever's uh, a supporter of his. You know, whether you're a little kid that believes in him or whether you're... Someone else who's dealt with some type of leukemia or cancer that you've had to battle and survive um, it sucks that you don't get to watch him at Wrestlemania get to win a championship, and it sucks that most likely William Goldberg is going to retain a championship at WrestleMania, but
1: maybe, maybe not,
2: but also, I mean like you
1: specifically you specifically like how much does it suck for you like as a big time Roman fan to not see Roman?
2: demolish Goldberg. Yeah, it sucks, because that that's like one of... So, I've talked a lot. Every time we've mentioned WrestleMania, I've had to ask you guys, is there anything worth it on this card? And to me, one of the handful of things that not watching is worth it to me is the idea that this guy that I hate, like, not even as a character on the show, that I hate as, like, a villain, just someone in general that, as a wrestling fan for as long as I was... I've hated this guy because I thought he long was as overrated was. as long as that was. I'm glad you picked up on that. Um, is a guy who I thought was overrated, who I thought sucked, who I thought never did anything that I found the least bit entertaining, I would get to now see this guy who I do support, like get to dethrone him in the biggest show of the year, and now I don't get to see that. So that sucks. But – how long have we been talking about Braun Strowman like his fall from grace? He went from superstar of the year for us on our awards show to being nobody basically. I think it would be awesome if this was like his time to shine. I just think they made their mind up that they want Roman to be the one to defeat Goldberg and it's not going to be Braun. But like obviously I'd love to hear either one of your thoughts on on this match and like whatever could happen in it. I mean, like, Braun
1: makes sense. And, I mean, like, we were so excited a few months ago. And it's like, okay, he's going to do something great with the Intercontinental Championship. And then he gets <laughs> you know, bamboozled in a handicap match. And I, I, to my knowledge, we haven't seen him since. Uh, I, I don't know. It's weird times. It's weird times. It makes it makes sense. It makes sense for him to be the, the fill-in. It also makes sense that if he is the fill-in, he has to beat Goldberg. Goldberg cannot pick him up. Goldberg is not Jack. jackhammer. <laughs> Go- Goldberg could barely do a quarter of a jackhammer to Bray Wyatt. He's not going to be able to do a tenth of a jackhammer in 2020 to Braun Strowman. So this this is it, it's, it's foolish. Unless Strowman is going to squash him, this is a foolish, foolish, foolish matchup. Um, it's foolish for him to be, I I don't know, man. it's, It's a mess up. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you can really get like a last minute dream opportunity where somebody you do not, do not expect to be in a championship match at WrestleMania because of this coronavirus. You could get someone shoved in there. Um, I hope we get something you don't expect. I almost like if. If the title's not going to change, I hope this to some like I hope he faced someone random rather than like Braun Strowman taking like his twenty seventh championship match loss.
2: Right, like, and as long as it's that's not, coming yeah. from a
1: guy that's not the biggest Strowman mark,
2: right? And Alo, how do you feel about like one is it is it Braun that you think it's going to be, and like what are your thoughts about whatever is going to take place here and yeah, come I, out I, of
0: it? Yeah, I think it's Braun. Br- Braun's ba- well, we all we all know how. In the, in the wrestling business, how they view big guys—they'll uh they'll get title reigns, but they won't be lengthy title reigns. And that was proven with the whole broad IC title thing. And, and this can go numerous ways because Goldberg—we don't know if he's gonna—if he's even under contract past Wrestle past WrestleMania. And like Eric said, the replacement in a lot of cases has won when it came as far as it comes to championships. And this is one way they can actually get away with Goldberg winning. When I talked about there's things they can get away with because there's no crowd. They can get away with Goldberg retaining the title. Because because there, there won't be any fan backlash only on the internet, but not in not in the arena. It won't and it won't mess up any plans that you have moving forward because because of that. So and you said Braun, he was definitely our superstar of the year, and he hasn't we haven't seen him anywhere near that since. <laughs> He has, has, has been a complete afterthought about it, but I, I, if I had to pick the win, I would just think they're going to put the title on Braun and just drop this whole Goldberg thing. Because this whole Goldberg thing was just to get Roman cheered at WrestleMania, but there's no audience anymore. So you can just drop this whole Goldberg thing and just put the title on Braun.
2: Well, I hope you're right about that. I think my – so you're, you're basically you're picking Braun Strowman. To oh, a I'm going to pick man. Braun. Um, and, Eck, you could pick last. I'm just going to say I hope Alo's right because it does make sense, the idea that they, they didn't have a plan for Goldberg to be, like, the big deal coming out of WrestleMania. And if what they really wanted was for Roman beating Goldberg to be the crowning moment for Roman, it does kind of make sense that, like, we don't need Goldberg to keep holding on to it because we're not in front of fans anyway. Um, I'm still going to pick... Uh, William because I do feel like uh, Vincent Kennedy and Paul and Stephanie and Brian Gerard and whoever the hell else is making decisions up there uh, does not care what I think. So I'm going to go with William. Eck, how about you? So I'm going to stick
1: kind of with what I just said. If Braun is who faces Goldberg, Braun leaves with the strap. Uh, I'm still not sold that that's the case. Um, A little bit of fun before we trickle down the card. Mm -hmm. Um, The Internet's most exciting dream match here would be that Jeff Hardy would get a championship match outside of Jeff Hardy. And again, even if it would be outside of him, I'm thinking no matter what, if it's not Strowman, Goldberg retains. Just a little fun fantasy book. If anyone could just pick someone that's on the roster right now that is not booked in a match, who would you put in this spot?
2: I mean, honestly, I'd go, obviously, with Ron Killings. Oh, Because I okay. think, if nothing else, yeah. it could be a very good, like, comedic segment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That we'd all come out of, like, getting a good laugh. And he's a, of a and...
1: champion. He could go out there and, like, say, <laughs> oh, he's champion versus champion. Yes. Damn, all right. Hey, okay. Like, I, could my, uh... see,
2: I could see him going out there and say like basically challenging Goldberg and having to say the line um like that one's on me what is it what's the line he has uh, that that's my bad yeah that's my bad that one's on me and then taking a spear and getting pinned like i could see something like that happening and i get a laugh out of it and it would be the most entertaining thing goldberg it, has ever it, taken part in it'd be your in.
1: favorite goldberg segment it of all would time. be
2: so that would be my choice how about anybody else do you have anyone better than than truth Matt riddle Oh! You know what? If Matt Riddle came out, and if Matt Riddle hit him with the bro hammer and pinned him, that would be my favorite Goldberg moment of all time.
1: And as the infectious mark with the championships, as we all know I am, I just love the whole idea of an NXT tag team champion competing at WrestleMania for the Universal Championship. It is... Mind-boggling! It is amazing. That is actually what was on the you know the tip of my tongue, which I was going to say. I'm glad Aaron said it, just to completely throw something different out there. Um, man, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of people that are not booked and someone that's on the main roster. Um, I don't know why this actually ran through my head. He's not on the main roster. I don't even know what made me think it. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I almost thought, I I thought of saying Tyler breeze. I I don't know why. (laughs) Um, I I thought you could cause Tyler breeze is so good in the ring. And so underrated, you could actually get like a really good match out of him. aside from Tyler breeze. I know he's involved in the Sami Zayn faction. I'll just say Cesaro. Um, uh, I would say Tyler breeze and Cesaro. If you get either one of them, um, they would carry Goldberg, and you get a half-assed good match, and they don't even need a win. It would just be cool to see them in that spotlight.
2: Yeah, neither one of them would disappoint me at all. Um, Raw Women's Championship, we got Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch. This is an idea that we all spoke very highly of uh, for a while. Uh, it's something we all looked forward to for months. Um, so I'll ask you guys, Did like did they get us to the finish line with this? Or has it tailed off but like are we going into this actual match with like people are anticipating it and wanting to see it i i'm very
1: i'll tell you what this whole no crowd bit has not helped this storyline for me personally
0: how about
2: you alo
0: yeah i yeah i agree i agree 100 because one, they they botched this whole thing. I talked about this. Well, I talked about this in the lost episode, which is still looking at me at the bottom of my <laughs> screen. By the really? way, <laughs> yeah, on Garage Band's <laughs> pissing me off. But I talked about this too. Like they had the built-in story from Survivor Series. Did they bring it up uh, last week on Raw when Shayna had her sit-down interview with Charlie? Yes. But the whole emission mm-hmm. chamber thing, I understood it, but did it was it delivered delivered well? No. Um, they already had a built-in story. Richie, when Richie was on here, he said, "Well, how come Ro- is, all you gotta do is plant the sign, say I want to match at WrestleMania? If anybody should have done that, it was it should have been Shayna Baszler, not Roman Reigns." And there's like basically nothing really going on. I think Shayna Baszler kind of needs a crowd to actually get her to get to get her heat because the silent arena isn't working for her. Becky Lynch, I'm just not interested anymore. We talked about this a lot with Richie too, like. Thing with Becky is she's it's like she's never been, she's never like had an odd stacked against her basically, and that was that's a big thing about her title reign. She's been champion for over a year now, and I and then like I just think a lot of things she does now has become cringeworthy because she's ran her course with this character and as the champion at this point. So I, I think this I do think that the, the no crowd dynamic has killed this entire thing and it's been a, a complete disappointment.
2: So then. They did not get this thing to the finish line. <laughs> Basically no. what both of you are saying. No. Um, so, and I have nothing really to add other than the fact that my guess is, not watching, but my guess based on all of my previous knowledge is, they made Becky Lynch the man, and then they've spent the last year just saying she's the man and not anything else. Not necessarily proving she's the man, but she's the man and we don't have to do anything else, and that's really it. Well, the thing I, I don't want
1: to body and say the whole year. I would say maybe last six months hasn't been strong there. I just think the whole year's six months might even be a, a stretch.
0: Yeah, she definitely that. had
1: her moments over the. You know,
0: <coughs> she she has
1: dry spells or calm spells here and there where it's not. You know, balls. It ain't great balls of fire, but there are times where you know she's, you know, she's doing the right things and uh, they're doing something good with her character.
0: Yeah, now now as far as Becky Lynch by her on by herself, I I think she's been floating around since she was done with Sasha, and that was in October, at Hell at Hell in a Cell. And then at Survivor Series she had a triple threat. Then after that she was deaf. I'll give her that the max. After that she's just been floating around.
2: So like five months.
0: Yeah, five to six months. Yes.
2: Of them just saying like, okay, we'll we'll send the man out there now, like which yep. is what they do with everybody. Yep. Um, so, who wins? Do we have a new Raw Women's Champion or is the man still the man come Sunday?
1: Um, I'm going to go with what I, the Matt Madness Instagram podcast. I naturally just voted for Becky and I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> okay. Um, Fair enough. I felt like she should have lost Oscar to Asuka to kind of have, like, I don't know. She should, like, my gut tells me she should lose, but I just feel like it seems, it makes sense. I don't think they've been doing the right thing with Shayna. Vince doesn't like Shayna, which is the word. So uh, I'm just, I'm going to go with Becky.
2: Halo.
0: Yeah. This also goes with the whole no crowd thing too, because Ronda Rousey's name has been dropped a lot. during during this entire thing. And what if we, she, what if she was the plan for the night for the night after WrestleMania, but we're not, we're not really sure. Um, it's gonna, be the
1: worst, it's gonna be the worst night after Mania Raw ever.
0: <laughs> well we'll see, but at this point, like the way the feud's going. <sighs> I do want to say Sh- I I do remember I'm gonna go with Shayna and Eric went to Instagram. Instagram 60% went to Becky and 40 went to Shayna. But I'm going with Shayna.
2: I think I'm gonna go with Becky too. Here and here's part of why I think A-Lo, you in your I think in your thought you're thinking without having a crowd they think we can do some things that we wouldn't do in front of a crowd because of the reaction it would get I think not having a crowd to react is going to make them play it safe and I think the safe thing to do is just have Becky retain because you won't get like the looks of disbelief in the crowd if Shayna wins you won't, like, I, I think that this is, like, a, a time that they'll play it safe. I could be wrong, but I'm going to say uh, that Becky wins. But as someone who has, was excited to see Shayna come in and then disappointed by the fact that I didn't think she was very good and then had to give her credit as she improved over time, I would love to see her get this. I think she's someone who worked really hard and earned it if she does get it, but I just think it's going to go to Becky. Um... Firefly Funhouse match? We've never seen one of these, right? Nope.
0: We had House of Horrors.
2: Do we have any idea what the hell this is going to be?
0: It, it'll, it's all, all location, So it'll be in the Firefly Funhouse, similar to the House of Horrors. Well, hopefully okay. not similar to that, but it'll be on location. It's going to be like the Boiler and Brawl. <laughs> so
2: ha- here's my questions then. Um do have they mentioned um the past between yes. Cena yes. and mm-hmm. and what have they mentioned like my guess well, would be they would have had to have mentioned that like are they talking about like John Cena kind of put an end to Bray Wyatt Yep Mhm
0: yep. okay. they, they touched they touched on that they also touched on in John Cena's promo two weeks ago on SmackDown C- Cena said um all these superstars say they want it, but when it comes to putting in the hard work, they don't blame any. They don't. They blame everybody else but themselves. And Bray Wyatt was one of those because in the episode of the Firefly Funhouse, Bray Wyatt was saying you, how John Cena defeated him at WrestleMania 30 and kind of stopped him. And there was a scene in the Firefly Funhouse saying, "You had your chance. Now it's his turn. So now you're going to see. So now it's basically it's basically the Fiend's turn. And this is one feud that I do think has benefited. Well. Not, I, w- I don't want to say benefited, hasn't been affected by an empty arena because both these guys can carry themselves with a microphone and the story's already in place as it is already. So there's, there's not, there doesn't have to be much building, toward, to building towards it from an in-ring perspective. So I think the idea of it actually being in a Firefly Funhouse is good because once again, that gets you out the Performance Center and on, onto an on-site location. I, I pray it's better than the House of Horrors match, mm-hmm. which I do believe it will be i don't know what the ins and outs of it's going to be is do you have to beat them in the ring like in the house of horrors match like you ended up in the house you started in the house of horrors and you had to end up in 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 the in the arena and and win by pinfall in the ring so i don't know what the rules consist of yet but i don't think this match i don't think this match has lost any steam at all or been affected because of the no audience
2: so one thing uh, and even though this is not necessarily true it doesn't have to be true um, one thing I would have liked them to have done is have seen a portray the fact that like Bray Wyatt, um, like maybe had the biggest effect on him. Like of all the guys that came at me and I took them all out, like you were the one that like made me question myself. You were the one that like made me think everything was slipping away. Like you're the one that made me think you were gonna take everything that I had had earned basically because in a way that kind of is true like they that whole story was about like Bray Wyatt was winning everyone over and yes Cena took him out Cena might have taken all the steam out of him but I think they should have given some credit to like Bray was the one who maybe took the most out of him because then that makes the fiend even more formidable it's like okay if Bray Wyatt was the one who got the closest to keeping you from being John Cena, imagined what now The Fiend could do to you. And it becomes an even bigger obstacle for John Cena to overcome, knowing that he maybe already was a little bit afraid of everything Bray Wyatt represented, and now he has something even more fierce and more scary to go up against. I think that would have been like a good avenue to take. Um, but I like, I think there's a lot of promise here, and I think this is maybe something that should last beyond WrestleMania. Um, Eck, how about you if, if you've been like watching what they've been doing how do you feel about it well I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna start off with where you ended I don't see this going past Wrestlemania um, firstly I, yes there's I, I like that idea I didn't think of what you said where like Cena should have played up how uh, Bray had him questioning himself I I see first off I'm gonna give my prediction so we don't have to full circle to it. Right. I see, I see, uh, I see Bray winning this. Um, it, it'd be terrible idea for him not to win. Uh, I'm looking forward to the match. Like Aaron said, they're really saving this by it being like an on-site match. This way, the crowd really doesn't matter. Um, being one of the two matches from the weekend that w- we have the the nice situation like this. Um, I, I, I expect to be entertained by this match. That's my. Biggest take home to the listeners, I, I think we're going to be highly entertained by what they do on site, and I think we get something really nice from Bray. Hey, Lo,
2: how about you?
0: <clears throat> yeah, and one more thing I wanted to add since this is on since this is already pre-taped already, I'm interested. This is something I personally want to happen in in the Funhouse match. I kind of want it to be like. All right, I'm gonna give two scenarios. If it's just in the funhouse and you have to win in the funhouse, which I don't think is gonna happen. I kind of want Bray in the Mister Rogers look to start the fight, but then in some t- during the sometime during the match, turn to the Fiend. Whether whether Bray Wyatt ends up back in the ring and then then the Fiend comes out or something like that, some light to go off. And, and since it's tape, they could actually make this stuff work. But at some point, I want to see both Bray Wyatt and The Fiend involved in this match.
2: So I love that idea. And before you give your prediction, another thing I kind of would like to see, and, you know, tell me if we've already seen this, I want to see them get into the funhouse. Like, I don't want it to already be in the funhouse. I want to see them get into it, whether it's like a door they go into or whether it's some kind of special effect. Where they end up there, I want to see them enter the funhouse, not just be in the funhouse.
0: Mm-hmm. But we yeah, haven't but seen I'm, that I'm, yet, right? No. Okay. No, but, but I'm going to go. Well, oh, you said it, you it thought it Bray Seth? was going to win. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm going with Bray and 57% will Bray and 43% with Cena.
2: We know Seth wow. was in the funhouse. 43 fun Wild house. Bandits.
0: What do you Pash?
2: We know Seth found the fun house. Yeah, he
0: found the fun house. But That's we didn't
2: see him get there or how he got there, and I think it was yeah. stupid that he did. Um, and I'm going to say, I feel like The Fiend has to win. Yeah. Um, I just, although I thought that leading up to WrestleMania, he would have to win every match, and he clearly didn't. But um, I feel like he If he, he doesn't, send him to Jacksonville. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I would take it. Um, and the last thing on the Saturday night card is Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Can you imagine how much the Smarks would have been going crazy in, like, 2012 or 2013 if they knew that Kevin Steen and Tyler Black would be facing off at WrestleMania 36? And how excited are they now?
0: (laughs) Again?
2: (laughs) I'd assume they're not too excited about it. Um... So my question with this is, did they get any steam with Seth Rollins like since the Rumble? Like, have they been able to build anything? Like, I remember seeing him come out at the Rumble with his like crew and thinking like, "Ooh, this could be something." Is it or no?
1: You probably thought that because you were with your crew. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's
2: the only reason why. So is that your way um, of saying no? They didn't build any steam with this.
1: I think they both delivered a solid promo last week that kind of helped us. Um, I'm going to answer your question with a question. This is, I guess, mainly going to go to Aaron, but you can give your input. Any chance that this match steals the weekend?
0: I don't think so.
2: If there was a crowd, I would give it a chance to. The fact that there's not... Uh, I think probably not um, when
1: you when you go down the card now mind you for someone like Seth where it's been a decade someone like Owens where it's been six years for it you think there isn't I, I like to think there's not a lot of people on the the card that are more used to wrestling in front of nobody
2: <laughs> it's been it's been some time for them but they've done it but the match I think is going to be the match of the weekend are two other guys who are very used to wrestling in front of nobody, and that is Daniel Bryan and Sami yep, Zayn. I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> two guys Hi. notorious for wrestling in front of nobody. Um, but but like to your point, I do think like they're two unbelievable workers. They're two guys we've seen have like consistently great matches. They're two guys who I think are going to really care about putting on a good match. And I could be completely wrong. But for some reason, the two of them, I feel like, especially Owens, I feel like the crowd is really important to Owens in a way. And I think not having, like, that reaction, I like, I think when we, it might be a great match. But when we watch it, I think there's going to be, like, something missing from it where we don't hear the crowd reaction. Um and I hope I'm wrong about that because I would love to come out of the weekend saying, like, these two stole the show. Uh, but who wins this one? And is there – do we basically know who's going to win this or not really?
0: Um, well, to go back on what Eric said about the promo from a couple weeks ago, the, like, they've been feuding since, what, December? And it started with Rollins, AOP, and Murphy against Owens, Joe, and the Viking Raiders. So now, is now basically now that it was based in the, in the performance center, it's turn it's just basically turned into Seth and uh, Seth and Owens. And I thought the promo that uh, that Rollins cut was excellent a couple weeks ago because he's benefit he's benefiting from the no crowd because a lot of times you know he plays to the crowd a lot of times, so he's benefiting. So it's basically become
2: or they're the like perform- probably undercutting him a lot.
0: Yeah. So now it's become the fuse become. The Performance Center, and you, and NXT wouldn't be here without me. So that's I love this
2: that. is be- that's like so a that, great, so that- a great direction to go.
0: Yeah. So so that so now that's what the feud has become. And to end the promo, Seth told him at WrestleMania, I won. I cashed the money in the bank. I won the ISE title. I beat Triple H. So what have you done? done you
2: know, what's even better about them taking that angle? Is when I was at the performance center and I got to cut my promo in the promo class. I cut my promo on Seth Rollins, and a lot of it was based around the fact that like you started here, you built this place, and that's why um coming here to learn about you. I love that they now basically five years later, like used my promo on Seth Rollins as like the roots for his WrestleMania thirty six story.
0: Yeah. He like so once up upon there. a
2: time they said I had a big head. <laughs>
0: He like that thinking, man. <laughs>
2: um, so the Sunday night card. Fail uh, <laughs> What for? I had to pop the boys. No, I don't. What figure was that?
1: Uh, WrestleMania Heritage Brock Lesnar.
2: Oh, okay. Um, so speaking of Brock Lesnar, Sunday's main card, I guess we probably could call it. Uh, Lesnar defending the WWE Championship against Drew Galloway. Uh, so I gotta be honest, and there are some things that, like, even though I'm not really interested in WWE, and I'm not, like, excited to watch anything, and I don't plan on it, there are some matches where, like, I want to know the result. Like, I'm looking forward to finding the result on Twitter, and seeing who who won. This is one that I don't, I'm not even interested in seeing the result on Twitter, but does, as two guys who have, like, been keeping up with it, does this matter at all? I feel...
1: No, as not a Drew McIntyre mark. Um, NXT made me believe in him. I've never called him Galileo on this show. So <laughs> don't get it. But, but I feel terrible for him. He is the only person on this card in my heart that needs the crowd. He's supposed to win the strap, and he can't win the strap crowdless.
2: Like he doesn't get that uh, WrestleMania moment like the – the cheering from the crowd to close the show. He's the only
1: person in my opinion, like the Goldberg situation doesn't need to change. Like it, it, it doesn't matter, like whether it be Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, Jeff Hardy, Booker T, um, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, um, a referee that died in 84. I don't care who it is that faces Goldberg. They can leave with the belt. It's fine. Drew McIntyre doesn't need to win this. Um, he should get screwed. Probably. He should probably get screwed and they should have a a rematch. He needs to win in front of a crowd. He has a really good story from being called the Chosen One over a decade ago and all this that has happened from leaving the company to coming back to the company to going into NXT to being the only person to win the NXT title that has already won a title in WWE. Um, I, I feel bad for the guy.
2: I mean that does suck. While I'm not like you said, I'm not like a, a Galloway mark, but like if this is gonna be this guy's crowning moment in this company after all this time, all the work that we all know he put in, that does suck for it to kind of fall flat like that. Alo, how about you? Does this matter at all?
0: I agree with Eric that if anybody needed a crowd, it was him and the cr- and he needed the crowd for both the match and the and the reaction went for when he did end up winning. Now this feud, I think it has been affected by the performance center shows because I think he needed more. I thought they were doing a good job of telling his story when they were in arenas because they had a he had a sit down interview where they act with Charlie where they talked about his first tenure with WWE. He actually did come back, and I think the best way to do it is because I think that. He was in their long-term plans as champion. I think you put the title on him here because you don't know what's going to happen with this whole coronavirus going on. You don't know what's going to happen. So I think it's best to go forward with your long-term plan because there's no telling when you're actually going to have shows with fans again or if the next few pay-per-views are even going to happen. So I think – the right thing to do is start go ahead with your long-term plan. If it was Galloway, go off Galloway, and I think he's going to end up beating Brock, and that's my pick. Me too. Uh, I think the same thing. Go I'm going to
1: hell for this. If there's ever a time for the world champion not to be on Raw every week, It's when we're actually getting three matches and video packages all night. This is the time
2: for (laughs) practice. This is the the one time when he could have
1: really (laughs) passed as the (laughs) champion. This is the time for him to be the champion. As much as he don't care about the belt. I mean, he'd be doing whatever he wants, but (laughs) he'd just be stomping on the thing.
2: He don't care. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Um so the NXT women's title, Ashley Flair challenging Rhea Ripley. Um, I'm going to just say right off the bat, any match Ashley Flair is in, I'm picking her to win <laughs> because she doesn't lose. Um,
1: oh, my God. All well, right. Time out. I, I want to put my input. I'm sorry. I want you to keep going. I'm just going to say second most match that I wish had a crowd for.
2: Really? Yeah. Because I feel for Rhea. Right. Like I mean she she's this is her first uh, she's like young. really, really big moment.
1: This is her fr- first main roster. I yeah. I guess never mind. We she had her Survivor series stuff, but I mean I don't know. She, I mean she's out there fucking killing it and she's so good and this could be so good. Um Aaron and I were there two years ago watching Charlotte have an amazing match with Asuka. And I'm just imagining like if this was in Mercedes-Benz Superdome, if they were out there having that same match or a match vice versa, just uh, Rhea doing her stick rather than Asuka, like how good would it be? And I just feel like there's going to be something missing.
2: Yeah. Um, obviously you guys know I'm, I'm still bitter that the EST of NXT is not here. I felt like she should have been. Um but I've at least seen on social media some people saying good things about the way they've built this. So do you agree with that, that they've done a good job? Whether we have a crowd or not, they've done a good job building to this match. It's one of the best from from the card.
0: I, I don't agree. I think they needed a little bit more. I think they've been affected. Like This past Monday night on Raw, Charlotte just kicked Rhea from behind and left. That, that was about it, nothing else. Really. Uh, with,
1: with over with with over twelve matches on the two weekend card, name more than two matches that have a better build.
0: I'll give I'll get as of now. I'll give you the Edge and Orton, and I'll give you Fiend and Cena because the story's already built and they got and they got even though they got less time. But I think mm-hmm. that Rhea and Charlotte needed more time.
1: I agree, but I said more than two. So is there a third that has a better
2: build? <laughs>
0: More than more, what else do we have here?
2: My guess is this is not a high bar to climb. <laughs>
0: no, it, it could have been, but it doesn't have it, it could have been, but it doesn't have those, those that extra time that I actually needed. Um, and, and I, I agree with Eric, I, I feel bad for Rhea because this was actually supposed, supposed to be a big deal. The first NXT title match, or WrestleMania card, it was going to be given the time, and this is another match that. The crowd not being there might might, might come into the play as well because I think Charlotte was going to win originally just to pop a number for NXT on Wednesdays, but also, which I still
1: think should be the case.
0: But also, I thought also when I talked about it in that last episode, I did. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with making another star like Charlotte Flair, lover or hater, she is a star. But there's nothing wrong with having another star. And what's what, what line was Vince going to feed her? oh, well, uh, well, you're the first NXT champion to defend a title of WrestleMania. Or are you going to feed her that line and think that's just her opportunity? Or are you going to be like, no, we're going to make you a star as well? That's the that's the biggest problem. And granted, that last episode was recorded three weeks ago before everything was happening. So this is before we knew that there weren't, weren't going to be any crowds or whatever. So I figured the crowd reaction will be will end up being a big deal in that match as well. But now... I'm not sure where I'm going to go because you can keep the title on Rhea Ripley because she's not going anywhere. But even though AEW is not having shows with fans either, are you still going to try to pop a number for NXT as well?
1: They they should because AEW is still
2: trampling on them. (laughs) Yeah, they are. (laughs) The last I saw yesterday. Does my
1: heart good every week?
2: So who wins?
1: I I think Charlotte should.
0: And Alo. I think Charlotte's going to win.
1: And then you get the potential of, we got this uh, NXT number one contenders women's ladder match coming up, and you get the excitement of seeing Charlotte face someone else down there. I mean, it's, it's actually exciting. It's a reason to tune in. And it's like, even if you don't know that half a dozen girls involved in that match, It's like, wow, okay, so I get to see my girl Charlotte and who's she facing? And then you could get hit to whoever she's facing. So uh, it's a smart move.
2: Well, so we're all in agreement on that one. The other women's match, Fatal Five-Way SmackDown women's match, uh, Lacey Evans versus Sasha Banks versus Naomi versus Tamina versus Bailey. What? (laughs) How did Tamina end up in this?
0: Because Carmella is out with the coronavirus.
2: I thought Dana –
0: Car- Carmella too, yeah. Carmella and Corey. Is that why Corey's not there? Mm-hmm. He's got the virus. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. So Tamina, they they couldn't come up with anyone else. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Eric, it it yeah. Eric's,
0: er, Eric's favorite. Who nostalgia
1: man. She barefoot. She jumping
0: off a cage. See out Mr. pops. Uh,
2: clearly, Sasha and Bayley, this is still like a thing. She got to get a check somehow, pass. I guess that's true. Um, There's no battle royal going on. How else are you going to get her in the mix? Yeah, I saw WWE tweeted something that said like, will Sasha and Bayley still be friends after WrestleMania? And it's like, how are we still doing this? How in 2020 is this still what we're doing?
0: Five years later, it still hasn't been done properly.
2: And never will be. Uh, does anyone have Never like any, the main roster? Does anyone have like a thought about this or like well, input or whatever? I'll,
1: yeah. I'll say this is not my biggest complaint on the car. I'll just say that. Aaron, keep going.
0: Well, this suffered from lack of build because they've been saying that it was supposed to be just Sasha and Bailey, but this suffered a lot because now it's like okay, we don't have time we don't have the appropriate circumstances to build to just you two. So you know, we're gonna throw. Everybody in there, elimination style, actually, actually, kind of officially start the story between you two. And I think this match is suffering now. Like these matches are kind of like whatever at this point. But I think, but we already know what's going to lead to the Bailey Sasha story. I personally think Bailey's getting eliminated early on, and and Sasha's will be left in there with maybe Naomi or Lacey.
2: I think
1: it's Sasha. What about Tamina? What about Tamina?
0: No.
2: Why
1: do you keep skipping over her?
2: They got to build the young blue chip prospect. Tamina, but I think it would be smart if they had Bailey go out early just because then it builds that excitement and anticipation of, like, who is the champion going to be. Um, Eck, what were you going to say? You, you said uh, – did you say it was like a pet peeve for you or – no, you said it's not the biggest complaint you have on the card.
1: Yeah, I'm going to save that for after this, but I, I I'll give my early prediction. I'm just going to be real different – I hope you guys are right because I would give it more excitement. Let Bailey be eliminated. Then who, who who's going to win the title? I want Bailey retain. I'm going to give my prediction and my hope. That's my request. Bailey retains. Bailey stays. Bailey Bailey wins this title. I'm going to be forced to buy my first women's replica. Right now, I'm leaning. My first women's replica is going to be the current NXT replica. But right now. Um, Bailey keeps going with this title run. It's going to be that
2: pop the girl, pop the girl in the other bedroom. <laughs> Halo, who did you, uh, who did you, did you make a prediction yet or no?
0: He said to I didn't." Did uh, but I'm going, I'm, I'm going with Sasha. I thought you said snooker. <laughs> those, those those Ronas are going to your beard.
2: <laughs> I'm going to say Sasha only Looking because. Good. I think if they're if what WWE is trying to sell us is will these two still be friends, what would get in between their friendship more than one of them beating the other? And I feel like it it causes more friction if Sasha takes this thing from her than if Sasha just doesn't get it. So yeah, I'm and then go al- with Sasha.
0: Yeah, and then also that 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 plans into Bailey Bailey getting eliminated early. And and one thing you see, especially a lot of times in wrestling And 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 in the entertainment industry, not everybody can handle being number two. They have to be number one. And that's what this story can end up turning out to be.
2: No, I agree. Um, Let's see. We have the Raw Tag Team Championships, Uh, the Street Profits, defending against Andrade, and is it Angel Garza?
1: This is the stupidest match in WrestleMania history.
0: Well, Andrade he has broke. He's he's out with injured ribs, so he's not medically cleared. So they replaced him with Austin Theory.
1: Hmm. Where? Why? How? Austin they replaced Theory him just, with Austin Theory. Austin Theory just lost in NXT to Tyler Breeze, aka the future Universal Champion, when he beats Goldberg, <laughs> the
0: soon am, to be Universal I, Champion. Yep.
1: <laughs> Austin Theory. Austin Theory is compete. So this is where it doesn't make sense to me. So. You have Garza and Almas who've never tagged together, and now they're number one contenders. So Almas is hurt. How about the five or six, I don't know, legit tag teams that are on Raw? Why couldn't it, Why couldn't it the good brothers get a shot? I mean, Gallows and Anderson, they're going to be jobbing out in the Boneyard match,
0: but all right, whatever.
1: All right, why couldn't... It, why couldn't Aaron and Preps Boys Hawkins and Ryder get a get a little title shot?
0: <laughs> They're not Wait, my boys. I'm not let's, holding their merch in my let's hand. Let's <laughs> do
1: this. Let's do this two years in a row. Let's give them the raw straps two years in a row. It's Make it an annual, an annual event. <laughs> this this is the stupidest match in WrestleMania history. I feel bad for Almas and I hate to say it, Almas is buried forever. He's like, hurt. He's now going on like a 17-month reign as U.S. champion and hasn't defended it since 94. Where is Sergeant Slaughter? Sergeant Slaughter needs to come and take the belt from him and say, you haven't defended it in 30 days.
2: Give me it. (laughs) Uh,
0: When
2: they they want to, they do that. When it's convenient for them, they do that. No consistency there. So I guess it's safe to say the Street Profits are retaining. Yeah. Uh, If they don't,
1: if they don't, I'll lose my shit
2: and I'll, I'll go with that too, uh, Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. So I believe this has obviously every opportunity to be the match of the weekend, but how did we get here?
0: Drew Gulak won, well, Daniel God, Bryan. God's gift. God was blessing <laughs> us. Drew Gulak won a match for Daniel Bryan over Shinsuke Nakamura, giving him the shot at the IC title last week on SmackDown.
2: So it's all about the local boy. Yeah. the lo- I don't want to say the local Philadelphia boy because that would offend Prep, but the local Philadelphia area boy, Philadelphia metro area boy. Uh, is this something they've built towards or it just kind of
0: happened? Well, they've been building to it since Elimination Chamber when Brian and Gulag had their match and it became they kind of had a sign of respect after the match and they became a tag team and they were facing off against Nakamura and Cesaro in, in the last few weeks and... That's what led to Gulak. Well, Sami Zayn said, if Drew Gulak can beat Nakamura, then I'll give you a shot at WrestleMania. So Sami Zayn's going to have Nakamura and Cesaro in his corner, and Gulak's going to be in Brian's corner. So who wins? I'm going uh, I'm going with Sami, with Sami Zayn? Zayn.
2: Yeah, we said it in sync. <laughs> oh, you both said Sami Zayn? Oh, yeah. Uh, the listeners heard it. Yeah, I'll go with Sami Zayn. I don't see any reason for Bryan to win a title. I know I just saw something that he talked about. He doesn't want to be a full-time wrestler once his next contract is is about to be signed. Um, so why not Sami Zayn? It took the guy this long to get a title in WWE. Yeah, why, take not away let him, from him. yeah why not let him keep it for a little those, while? Those heathens? <laughs> um, now, I have like not a single note down, not like a question written down in my notes for any of these last... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches wow. still to go. So you guys can say whatever you want about any of these These other seven
1: matches is proof why the prediction on what day they're happening isn't accurate.
2: Because there's four on one day and 12 on the other day? Yes, that's not happening, Pash. Well, I'd, I'd assume we'll probably on – now, I could be wrong. I'm going to assume on Saturday it's going to be these four matches, shows over – and then on Sunday, we'll get the kickoff classic or whatever the hell they call it like now. get two
0: kickoff shows, Saturday oh, and God. Yeah,
2: Exactly, two kickoff. All right, then, yeah, some of these matches will probably this be This list Saturday ain't matches. right. But anyway. This list ain't right. Meltzer be blind. <laughs> we have seven matches left. New Day versus the Usos. And on Wikipedia still, it's listed as Morrison and Miz. But from what I heard, Miz is home with an illness. Uh, were they replaced?
0: No, so there's a rumor going around that it might be a member from each team challenging for the tag team title. So instead of both members from a team, it might just be one each. Should we get a solo triple match threat happened. match, maybe? So yeah. we're going
1: we're to get a triple threat ladder match? That's going to be fire.
0: That's a rumor. I'm, it's, it's not confirmed. It's a rumor. Well, that'd be interesting, and I, that see, is something I'd, I'd ma- love to see. This
1: is one of the most exciting matches of, of Mania weekend.
2: <laughs> who wins? Who's who are the tag team oh, champions? Is Xavier
0: out of this? in the match? No, he's he's still hurt. Uh,
2: it's a joke.
1: All right, so we have Biggie Langston in a ladder match against Johnny Mundo versus uh, Naomi's husband. Man, that's the time to be alive. Mm-hmm. What a tag team spectacle. So all the tag matches from the show suck because we're going to get a tag team championship match in singles fashion. And then we got random NXT call-ups to fill in in Raw. I, I, I hate it here.
0: <laughs> Great, Corey.
1: <laughs> you like that? Uh, I go with New Day's got the straps, right? No. No. Oof. Man, Morrison and them. If Miz isn't pulling up, New Day leaves with the straps. If Miz pulls up, they retain.
2: Halo? Jomo. Mm, I'm going to go with the New Day because why the hell not? Um, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss uh, versus Asuka and Kairi Sane for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, who are the tag team champions? Is it still Asuka and Kyrie Sane? Yes, sir. I'm going to go with Alexa and Nikki Cross just because Shane. I feel like they've kept them together this long. It seems like people enjoy it. It seems like they enjoy it. So I think it's time.
0: Yeah, I agree, So Shane.
2: That's most likely my, my – my
1: fandom tells me that's the prediction that's what's going to happen – But my whole annoyance with Kyrie Sane getting married, not telling me anything about it, (laughs) and then disappearing off live TV, I'm just going to vote against her. And I'm going to tell her to retain her title. So we have to see her more on TV, and it keeps her away from her husband.
2: You know what? I respect it. Can't can't hate on it. Um, You can't. So Edge and Orton, last man standing match. I know, if nothing else, I know Alo, you have some thoughts on this. So now, now is your time to to relay them.
0: Yeah, th- th- this this feud's been really good, and this has withstood the whole no crowd thing. And I'm not sure how they're going to put a last man standing match off without a without a crowd. I'm interested to see how that's going to go. <clears throat> but like the whole Randy Orton attacking Edge after the Royal Rumble, the whole Beth stuff. I thought this Edge is a halftime promo, heat. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I thought Edge's promo this week was excellent on Randy on Randy Orton, because Randy Orton basically, Randy Orton basically called, said he was a junkie for the for the fans and the mm-hmm. adrenaline, and 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 then Randy would come back with him saying, "Look, you're saying that you're saying that I took advantages. I, I joined Evolution, and um, I was given opportunities, but weren't you known as the ultimate opportunist? And mm-hmm. I thought that led to it." I uh, that added to, to the feud a lot, and I'm really looking forward to this match. I just don't know how they're going to pull last minute stand and match with no audience. But I'm going to go with Edge.
2: Eck, any thoughts and your prediction? Aaron's 100% right.
1: This feud has not suffered from the lack of crowd. They have um, done the best job of still delivering, borderline over delivering with no one in attendance. I look forward to this match. This, you know, Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan should steal the show or steal the weekend. This could do it. Um, I, I'm excited for it. There, there could be something really special to come from it. Um, I'm gonna go with my prediction being Edge. Just seems to make sense, but should should be fun times.
2: And I'm gonna go. Wait, who did you both predict? Edge, B- Edge, Edgeheads. Yeah, I'm going to predict Edge. Also, uh, why not? You know, put him over. He's the guy that came back triumphantly. Why not put him over? Um, well, speaking of
0: Edgeheads, mm-hmm. Eric, when you're done sipping, mm-hmm. I'll give you a couple of minutes. Okay, there you go. That was a good. couple, a couple minutes for
1: a pose. <laughs> a couple seconds for a pose.
0: <laughs> no, well, there, there there's a. The well, the, you, you said, you said the Edgeheads. So Hawkins and Ryder, your boys that you that you own their merch of. They're having a Mattel figure reveal tomorrow at ten thirty, a.m. Of them? No, because remember, there's no figure reveal. There's no access.
1: Ooh, so we, it's, lit, it's a, so, we lit, babe. We lit. I ain't know.
0: So it's a YouTube, it's a YouTube live thing. So, Pash, go on.
2: Uh, Thanks for the heads up. I yeah, didn't know. yeah. So we're all in agreement with Edge. Uh the Undertaker and AJ Styles in the Boneyard match. What what is this?
0: I don't I don't know. Let me but. take it
1: first. If it's not if it is not the American badass, if it is not some formation of non Phenom, <laughs> they don't call Pasha's second cousin from Delco Limb Biscuit <laughs> to come pull the F up and act a fool. I don't care for this. This is the second feud, in my opinion, that has been capitalizing well without a crowd. However, if Undertaker is going to screw me again for like the 14th time over the last 10 years about not being this dead man character that died years ago when Brock Lesnar buried him, I don't care for this at all. That's what i got to say about <laughs> your Boneyard match. <laughs>
0: I don't hey, like- my...
1: Views are clear.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the whole – I can't remember the last time that I was actually interested in what AJ Styles was doing. And I think this has really been good because he's kind of hit on a lot of things that – they're actually true, but they're actually really funny as well. He's like, The Undertaker's posted on Twitter. Since when does the Undertaker have Twitter? He's supposed to be dead. (laughs) He's he's posting pictures on Instagram with the Tigers and things like that. He brought up his wife, Michelle McCool, in the feud. And like Eric said, that it was 100% Mark Calloway on Raw Monday night. And in some shape or form, we're we're going to get Mark Calloway, not the Undertaker, I believe. But the Undertaker, I thought he cut a great promo as well. Um, I'm not sure if you saw the the picture going around of – Taker saying that Michelle McCool did the her her her, her, her style clash better than AJ's. I did see ha- that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if you saw that, but yeah, I thought this has been actually pretty well done for something. And now, granted, it could be a lot better if they had the crowd dynamic and all the bells and whistles that they can they can with the Undertaker, but they don't have it at the disposal 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 at this time, but. I do think they've done the best job they can with this, especially on the mic, especially with AJ Styles. I think he's been fantastic. And he hasn't really done anything noteworthy in, in at least a year.
2: So, something good for AJ Styles at WrestleMania for a change is what mm-hmm. you're saying. Who wins? Undertaker. AJ Styles. I think they're going to even give it to Mean Mark. To um, so the last three matches we have Elias versus King Corbin. Oh, I forgot about that. Bob versus Alistair Black and Otis. Y'all versus did my Ziggler. man Alan dirty. <laughs> Otis versus Ziggler. So, any thoughts on either of these three matches for either of you?
1: Otis! <laughs> come on, baby. Ziggler, come Monday morning, will tie Michael Cole for the amount of singles matches at WrestleMania.
2: Wow. Well, that's interesting. Um. But no, no, no storyline thoughts, no character well, Mandy, the- Mandy,
1: Rose is my girl, and I eat her butt from the front. What else you want me to say? <laughs> I'm trying to keep it PG. This is a family <laughs> show. I ain't talking about this match.
2: <laughs> so no thoughts, no nothing interesting about these three.
0: No, the, old, the Otis and Dolph Mandy thing, I actually did enjoy that, and it's, it looks like it's, it's about to come to an end. But I really, I really have enjoyed this that entire thing because like Otis, like. If like if you, he's a good follow on Instagram and Twitter, and like he'll always like comment on on Mandy's stuff and say something completely outrageous, mm-hmm. and like that's like and like if you listen to, to both of them on Corey Graves' show, they both say yeah that's just their relationship, and you could tell what the chemistry that they have that she actually she feels comfortable and actually is not worthy on television and. I think they've done a great job with this and I just want to see Dolph finally I mean yeah Dolph I just want to see Dolph get his comeuppance and Otis actually get the girl in the whole beauty and the Beast story.
2: Um so just give me your predictions right down the line. Elias King Corbin, Bob and Alistair, Otis and Ziggler.
1: Alistair,
2: Otis, Elias. Alo? Same.
0: Hey, I'm
2: gonna go Elias. I'm gonna go Alistair, obviously, and why not Otis? Because what what has what have they ever had Ziggler do? So it's not gonna be Ziggler. Um, any other thoughts in WWE in the world of wrestling happening right now? Now would be the time to share it. Yes, I have I have one. Okay. All right.
1: It's a hot topic in the world of wrestling right now. And I, I know specifically past there's gonna be a fraction of this you will not want to chime in on. Have any of you guys caught up on season two of um Dark Side of the
2: Ring? No. No. I know it's been getting a lot of uh notoriety on social media though. Like I've seen a lot of stuff pop up about it. So they had
1: the two part series over the past two weeks for Chris Benoit, which is a really good watch. My honest opinion, really good watch, uh, for a wrestling fan or a non wrestling fan. Uh, I tried after watching it the first time I tried brushing up a little bit in season one. Cause I'd never got to watch any of it. Um, I, I ended up seeing the Montreal screw job, the macho man episode. I still got to watch bruiser Brody, the Von Erics. And I think there's a, I think there was five episodes. Um, I watched the New Jack episode yesterday. As a ECW fan, <laughs> I've seen some of New Jack's matches. I didn't know all of like the – I'm going to say it wrong. I want to say mass transit. The, or, or, you know the incident. What's it called? Pass. Uh,
2: I'm not going to remember it right now. My brain so, is too so scattered. It, it, it's a great watch. I watched
1: that last night. I'm gonna watch it again
2: it was (laughs)
1: it it was good
2: it was good enough to watch twice
1: it's real good it's real good next week next Tuesday they're gonna calm down just a little bit they got an episode on the brawl for all and they're gonna end the season with Owen Hart and I, I think so you as someone who you specifically passed don't ever want to speak on Chris Benoit or in the show. Um, they hit a soft chord with him. They made it a two week episode and it's done very well. Um, and then new Jack is in a completely different direction. Like I said, next the following week, they're going to calm down, but I think they're going to get enough traction in season two compared to season one that by the time they get to the season finale, they're going to have a lot of people that are going to want to watch it the week of, Owen Hart's wife and son are going to be on this talking, and it's the first time ever. And I think it's huge. I think it's great for people to watch. Um, Also, as a little little sideline, something that I think would interest you a little more, um, Jericho has a vital uh, part in the Benoit series from both episodes. However, for the New Jack episode, you do not see his face at all. However, he's the narrator for the full episode. Oh wow! You, you you hear his voice the whole episode, and um, me, bees, and Richie watched watched it last night, and we're like, oh, like we were just shocked, like just to hear Jeremy's <laughs> voice the whole time. We were waiting for him to actually be seen. You don't see him; he's a narrator. So it, it just kind of gets me more excited for the the whole series. I highly recommend for anyone to rewatch season one and um, see everything that has came from season two thus far.
2: What is it? What is that on? Like Showtime or it's on Vice, but I found Vice, every episode. Right. Every
1: episode that's out is on YouTube. And uh, according to B's, uh, Vice is a free app. Um, I'm gonna re down. I'm gonna download it on my living room TV. But after he said it was free, but I've seen every episode except like like because um, the new Jack episode Richie had the Vice app. We watched it live when it was happening, but. Every episode, I've watched it like an hour after it came out or on YouTube.
2: Okay, so worth watching and easy to find, apparently. As easy to find yeah. as I am. As not it, hard to find as I am.
0: You used to be I, hard I'd say, to find. I'd say, this,
2: <laughs> I'd say this just because I know you're a
1: night out. When we cut the, uh, cut the mics off, you should watch the Benoit.
2: You said it's two what two one hour episodes or two half hours? It's like episodes. two two forty five minute episodes. Probably would be doable for me to watch one. I think at least I I would and the one
1: will. My prediction is you uh, watch episode one, you won't be able to go to sleep and have
2: to watch the <laughs> second, but
1: but at least try to watch episode one.
2: Right. Okay. Fair enough. I'll put it on my my to do list. Uh, Alo, Anything from you before we close it
0: out? Nope.
2: All right, well... Wait, before Alo goes, mm-hmm.
1: any merch talk before we, we cut it off? Mm-hmm.
0: Nope.
1: All right, that's it. You don't got shit to
2: say. <laughs> All right, well, to anyone listening, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you stay home. I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay healthy. I hope you stay sane. If you're planning on watching two nights of WrestleMania this weekend, (laughs) if you plan on watching both nights of WrestleMania this weekend, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, I hope you'll join us uh, next. Well, next Thursday when the show releases. So, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, ALO, would you like to move some
0: merch? Yes, what a maneuver, net to embrace the madness.
2: All right. So for EK2 Fly Eric Trembicki, for Mister Wednesday Night Live, we call him ALO. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery Jr. And we will see you. All next Pop on the top rope by the land with
1: elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man. I hate my ball. Shut the mission, man. And they shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.